This is Logic Over Everything. We made it here so you can make it through. All right, let's do what we got to do. Week number seven is in the books, NFL. And we got some surprises out there. You know, um, for me, the biggest surprise was Aaron Rodgers and uh, Tom Brady. But for you, Logic, I'm, I'm pretty sure there was something that, that kind of caught you off guard. What was that? That my Jets went to Denver and won a really nasty game and, and really made me proud. We stuck around in a really ugly game. It was ugly, but winners now, find a way to win, and that's what we did. Oh, but so why do you call it ugly though? Like, you know, what about it was ugly? Everything. Um, as I'm sure some of the listeners, if they peeped the game, they saw that Russell Wilson didn't play. So it was some dude, Brett Rippin. I think it's Mark Rippin's nephew or something like that. And he actually played fairly well to start the game. And the wind was very, very high. So like a lot of pass plays on both sides went awry. Their kicker missed a couple kicks from a couple distances because of the wind. Brees got going, and then Brees got hurt, saying it might be an ACL tear, which is terrible, but Shit. you know, you got to keep playing. And we did. We did. Mm. It, it, it got really sloppy. It got really ugly, but the defense stepped up, did what we needed it to do. Offensively, we weren't the greatest team on earth, but you know, we scored what we could when we could. Mm. And to me, it's important as a growing team, especially when you've got a lot of young guys out there and you're trying to establish culture, these are the games that you can really hang your hat on because these are the ones that, you know, when it's clicking and you're scoring 85 points and everything is going that way, it's dope. But when everything's kind of not in the greatest of positions, can you find a way to succeed? And we did. So just let. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're in a good mood. J-E-T-S. How about that, motherfucker? <laughs> Fuck them, bro. Y'all got a bye week next week? Who, who, you, who you playing? Who the Jets playing? We got the uh, Patriots. Coming up. Ooh. Ooh. And they and they got a little bit of a quarterback controversy over there, right? Like is, they sure is, do. Uh, uh, they sure do. Did did you watch the Patriots game this past week? I, I, I didn't clicked see into bits and pieces of it just for context, but okay. not the complete game. I saw some highlights at the end and then I was kind of red zoned in, so I, I saw different pieces. I can't so, Zappy, I think his name is, Zap or Zappy or something like that. He's 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 looking like this Mac Jones thing might be over. It, really? So is that an advantage for y'all or or you 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 putting it in as a question mark? I'm putting it in as, you know, as far as I'm concerned, this is the most beatable that the Patriots have looked in maybe 20 years. So let's go in there and handle better. <laughs> get in there and get I, up out of there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So are, are, is, 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 it's in New England. I believe it's in New England, yes. Jeez. All right. I know I don't normally ask this, but I'm going to ask you today. If you had to put a score on it, What's your score? Final score, Jets, Patriots. 21 to 10. 21 points? <laughs> yep. Yep, I think we're going to come out there and we're going to impress. I think defensively, we got them. Their defense ain't the greatest defense in the world. Offensively, we should be all right. I'm, I'm hearing that Corey Davis might be back, which would be great offensively. And then, you know, Michael Carter is going to take over because – we need them. Mm. So, so going into this, uh, going into this, um, the more and more I talk to you about the Jets, I hear that you have more faith in the defense than you have in the offense. The the quarterback thing is still a question mark for you? Yes, very much so. I mean, again, I think because of the environment in Denver last week, 
you know, it wasn't going to be his best showing. It was difficult to surmount a couple things, but he did enough. He made enough plays to not lose us the game. But in a perfect world, you want your quarterback to be able to do some things that I haven't seen the kid quite accomplish quite yet in a string of victories. So, you know, right now I'm just depending on him not to turn the ball over. As long as you don't do that, then we can rock with it. All right, all right. So now that that's going to bring us to a discussion that, you know, we we kind of mm, – we don't like to talk about. We're gonna talk about some quarterbacks right now. We need to talk about some quarterbacks. Right. In the in the beginning, I I I talked about uh, Aaron Rodgers being a surprise to me. Aaron Rodgers was a surprise to me because he didn't seem like he had that Aaron Rodgers magic, and I could blame him for a lot of things in that game. But I watched most of that game, so me seeing that his receivers aren't trustworthy. I could I could note that I could give him a little scape on that. Like you know, he would throw it perfect and they wouldn't catch it. Um, and that builds distrust. So when it was time for him to 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 come back and beat Aaron Rodgers, he you could see him in his head, and that's not something we're used to seeing. And then with Brady, I don't know what's going on, but I saw that third play of the game where uh, Evans was running wide open, and he catches Ooh, that, that was, nine that times out of ten. He, that's a ninety percent. That hurt. And we <laughs> we just that caught hurt. him in one of those ten percent things. I mean, you could just see it that. And and that's how the day went after that drop. So so these two quarterbacks that's, have been, you that's know, tough. that's what we that's what we compare quarterbacks to. So for you, Logic, which one of them has the better chance of coming back? Is it is it uh is it Brady or or is it Rogers? Uh, you know, I think it's fair to assume for me personally that both of them niggas is trash at this point. Like I think it's just fair to say they're trash for different reasons. Yeah, don't you know don't act it's, like it's you don't take element. pleasure in Brady being trash. Oh man, nothing makes me happier except Aaron Rodgers is trash too. And so it's like a positive plus a positive. It's just it's it's the happiest I'll be having a quarterback conversation when I'm talking about these two nasty niggas. Because they're terrible. <laughs> and it's wonderful to watch them be terrible. I, we've seen them be great so much. <laughs> now was the other side. I know for Green Bay, Alan Lazard went down. He might be out for a little minute. It is is it's just going to get rougher. It's just going to get rougher mm. going forward for them because they have to they have to create some type of relationship offensively where Aaron Rodgers can rely on them. I think they was 0 for 6 and like third down completions or some shit like that. I think that's a stat that I saw. And, you know, that's not Aaron Rodgers football. That's not Green Bay football. That's not winning football for anyone. And mm. that kind of goes to what you were saying earlier about, you know, drops. You know, it was you know they're just playing really sloppy, and and he's not really at the pace where he used to be, where just having him could uplift that type of shit. Like you know, there's been seasons where he didn't really have a whole lot going on, but because he was who he was, he could just lift the whole platform a little bit higher. And I think that time might be over for Tampa Bay. They just ash. For Tampa Bay, they just ash. They just ash. Like they like everybody's kind of ash. Like they don't have all the players they're supposed to have. You got Mike Evans dropping easy shit, which happens. I mean, you know, he's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. People drop stuff all the time. And it's easy to call that one play and say, you know, somehow the other 47 minutes or so of football didn't matter. But you can reasonably surmise that when he dropped that pass, like the whole thing kind of fell off. Because he doesn't drop passes. Like, he's a, he's a great receiver. In not my mind, he, he catches harder passes, you know, more frequently with, with less effort. I think know? he caught 13 or 14 additional passes that day. So, I mean, you know, I don't want to take anything away from him because he did drop that, but then he caught a whole bunch of other shit. So, he's good. 
I don't want to take anything away from him. But I believe 92% of wide receivers in the league catch that pass. Not just him. Like no, I, I just I wanted to go back because you said taking okay. away from. And do you think that's both quarterbacks' problem that they took away from? And I and I want to give a caveat here because if you go back into our okay. – I know we're doing – we're 50-plus episodes, but if people do some research from last season, you know, it's still up. You can go back to our sports talk. And there was a time where we were talking about Aaron Rodgers making a choice. And you said – you were the first one, actually, to say he already made the choice. He took his money and said, fuck Adams. You know what I'm saying? That's what he did. You, that's he, what he – I mean, it's, it's – he made his choice. It's mathematic. He made the choice. You can't come out and then start talking. You know, I think maybe last week or the week before, I saw something on ESPN, part of a press conference that he had after a loss. And, you know, there was some things that were said about the receivers and da-da-da-da-da. And in my mind, it's like once you decided to take the amount of money that you took, what the fuck you want somebody else to You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you took the money that was necessary to pay the people that could help you right now. So do you think that, that Adams had a greater effect than he was ready for? Is that... Is that part of the blame? Yes. But it's all yes. his. And I think we can also say that Adams right now is kind of showing that maybe he wasn't quite at the tier of receiver that we thought. Ooh, that's an interesting take. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe because without that quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Can, can you right. say the same and, thing about so Tyreek though? Both go together. Can you say the same thing no, about Tyreek? Tyreek is Tyreek is, is a monster. Tyreek is a different <laughs> type of dude. He's a monster. He just plays a different style of football. So mm. it seems to me like it'll work anywhere. Okay. It'll work anywhere. He's going to get separation in ways that most guys cannot anywhere because he's just fucking fast. So. <laughs> While we're talking receivers, I'll give you one more. OBJ is rumored to go to Buffalo this week. Uh, like they're going to sign oh him. God. That's what that's what the rumor is. Oh Von, Von Miller came out bold and proud and said, "Look, I just got on the phone. OBJ is coming to play with me." Any that's, thoughts on the that's, Buffalo Bills? I, I think that at this point, it's theirs to lose. So we just got to see if they're going to Buffalo the fuck out of this shit and find a way to lose it. I saw a funny ass. We'll uh, I found I saw a funny ass skit about Buffalo, uh, New New York Jets, and New York Giants, and how nobody puts the Bills as part of New York. <laughs> no. 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 Buffalo is not New York. <laughs> It's Buffalo, New York. It is, but it isn't. It is, but it isn't. It's 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 Baltimore's Maryland. But ah. it's not though, right? Like it's it's not though. It is, but it ain't. I see though. what you did it's there. Baltimore. It's specific <laughs> on its own. You know what I'm saying? Like it's and it's in the state, but you might as well assume that it's not. And that's kind of what Buffalo is. It's in the state, but you might as well assume that it's not. You know, it ain't nowhere near the city. So it's just you know, there's Buffalo over there. Either way, there's a lot of games in between those three teams in New York, right? Because New York is a huge market. Yeah. They've got three teams. And it looks like, to me, in, at least in the AFC, Buffalo is the class. You know, like, they're, they're up there. You know, they... They are. Yeah, you know. Uh, they are. They are. <laughs> Allen, Allen they will are. have another they're weapon to throw tier. to. Yeah, they're top tier. They're the top tier. They're the top tier. But, you know, unlike a lot of other situations, you know, first as a Jets fan, but secondly, as a... AFC East supporter in general, you know, I've seen the Buffalo Bills kind of work themselves into this. So, you know, I don't feel any ill will towards them. It's not like they didn't work hard to try to put this shit together. Got Stephon Diggs. This happened. Some things happened down the line. You know what I mean? Like they, their front office did a whole lot of smart shit. They stuck with Josh Allen for like three years when nobody thought he was good. It, it, you know, it, it, it's a lot of things that are coming together now, but I respect it. I feel like they earned it. So now mm -hmm. we just got to wait and see if they fuck it up.
It's because, you know, it is Josh Allen. So he can fuck it up. Ooh, I've seen it before. Don't do that to them. It Come on, it's man. a fact. It's a fact, man. The dude is a phenomenal dude. But like a lot of quarterbacks, you know, one decision away from the wrong one. So you just, you know, keep your eyes on that. All right. Speaking of fucking it up, that, that'll, that'll let us enter into this week's Cowboy Cap. You know, I got to talk about them. Uh, I don't even want to talk uh, about this game because it's the Detroit Lions. But uh, if we think about this, the Detroit Lions were dead last in points allowed. Dead last. And they still managed to keep the Cowboys under 30. So they give up an average of 30-some points a game. 35, I think. 30, 30, it's either 35 or 33. I, I'm, I'm not sure which one. Uh, but yeah, 30-some points a game is their average. They gave up 24 to Dallas, but if you look at that, there are empty calories there, and I'll tell you why. It's not like the offense went and took those points. They were given to them because the defense had five turnovers five and five away, sacks. Let me say that again. Five you, takeaways. Man. Five takeaways. Five. five times that defense took away from the Detroit Lions. And with those five takeaways, you got two scores. Because you were down on their own end and goal line, basically. One of them was right on their goal line. Yep. You know, it was a situation where the old boy just literally took the ball from golf. Took it from him. Yep. <laughs> yep. So just so, went over and put his hands on it and said, Let me hold that real quick and okay <laughs> that shit up. So all in all, you know, the Cowboys offense against the Detroit Lions defense mustered a whopping six points without those turnovers. And, 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 I, and that is why Cowboy Cap exists, because there is a narrative created where the Cowboys are just five and two. They're doing great. They're third in the NFC East. You know, they're in line. But they're not, though. They're, it's a different class. And I'm saying that those five wins don't equal up to the fact they lost to Tampa Bay. You get what I'm saying? Like, there, there's just inconsistencies, inadequacies that they're not addressing. And we skip over it by saying, oh, yeah, they're winning. They win every year. And then they don't win. <laughs> and then you see them for what they are. Yeah. So... In, in your true. opinion, I can agree did you that. did you watch any of the Detroit game? I watched like a half. Yeah. Anything about Dak Prescott impress you? Any anything you saw? Did you no. watch it? No. No. He didn't look particularly impressive, but I thought personally, like we talked about in our last week roundup or whatever, we discussed the idea that you know Dak coming back, first game back. I don't think the idea, I don't think the game plan was for him to come out and you know be rocket arm go and doing all this extra shit. Like it was just don't turn the ball over get yourself acquainted with the offense again. And I think that's what he did. I think he did a very good job of that. He just didn't try to do too much. He did exactly the amount that he needed to do. And then the defense did the rest. And that's ultimately how it should probably be. Like, in a perfect (laughs) world, that's probably how it should be. Going forward, I would think that's what you want. It's five takeaways. If you could get five takeaways on defense, you could win a whole lot of games. There's there's not a lot of games that can be lost when you – create five turnovers like you can't five you, you should never lose that game that that should be almost a hundred percent victory um you gotta win that you gotta win that you have to and five you sacks five five turnovers five sacks i i'd say that that's uh uh that's a baltimore raven type defense numbers you know projected right 
Yeah. Right. And so what ends up happening is you do the Baltimore side offense. Just don't turn the ball over. Just don't fuck it up. That's all you got to do. Just don't fuck it up. Like You, you can win, you can win with field goals. You, you can win with field goals with yep. that yep. defense. Yup. 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 Okay, so next week so for the Cowboys. Do. Don't fuck it up. Next week for the Cowboys, so we, got we got the high-powered offense of the Chicago Bears. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Even the dog had a problem with oh, that. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm Chicago sorry. Bears. Heard somebody say something about Chicago Bears and he going crazy. <laughs> um, that's crazy. That's that's that's. This is again, and you know, I'm just thinking kind of outside the box. But when you're getting your starting quarterback back from injury, if you can, you know, give him a game like Detroit, and then a game like Chicago to get his shit back, that's 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 excellent. I, I agree. I agree. I agree with the dog too. It's a dog of a game. You know? It's not. It's not. But it, it, in in my mind, it's set up to reveal two things. One, Dallas is still not a disciplined team, so they can lose this game. The discipline is lacking, and that's due to coaching. You know, some some. I, I think I think it was you. Like you, you know, we like to believe that you know offenses can just and defenses can just. No, coaching comes into play. You know, it's not just two two athletes or three or eleven. You know, it's it's not about the athletes per se. There's coaching involved leading up to that, and I think that you'll see that preparedness come out of whack some kind of way in the Dallas Cowboy wacky way. And this is a perfect game for them to do so. Where you're like, what? The Chicago Bears? Because I tell you, for a lot of that game, they made the Detroit Lions defense look formidable, and they're not. Yeah, they look pretty good for a minute. They look pretty good for a minute. But they can't they look, overcome five turnovers. You know what I'm saying? No defense. Nobody, yeah, most no. nobody can do that. Like, that's just, that's too much. This is my thing. This is, this is the way that I see it. I think I've said something about it before, is at the end of the day, y'all backup quarterback that came, I think he went 4-1, Yes, I believe. Mm-hmm. What we saw... When I say we, I mean people who watch football but might not necessarily be Dallas fans, but you just watch to watch. Right? You know what I mean? If you pull yourself out of the fandom and you just look at it, he went 4-1 and one because the offensive coaches devised a play system that allowed him to do things that made sense and made sure that he didn't have to do things that didn't make sense. We didn't really see anything that was crazy from him until the Eagles game because there were some things that you needed to be able to do against the Eagles that he just wasn't functionally able to do. But before that, coming into that, I thought that the offensive coaching showed me that they can actually put together game styles and game ideals and, and, and things that they can, you know, utilize to kind of brick bag and they get into looking all right. You know what I'm saying? So now you got your starter back. What I saw against Detroit, is they're still doing that. And I hope that that coming back, instead of feeling like I've got to come out here and overperform and overdo, you know what I'm saying? Like you could just come back and put yourself in the foundation that's being created by the offensive coordinator and things of that nature. Because I think, I think they're a lot better. I think your offensive coaches are a lot better than I gave them credit for. Mm-hmm. And they proved that with the kids. So now you got your guy back. If he kind of finds a way to put himself in the midst of that, and the offensive coordinators keep, you know, doing their trick bags and coming up with their shit. And then you could get five turnovers. You're going to be a very hard team to beat. Amen. Amen. 
All right. The, the last team we got to talk about, you know, in the absence of Bills, we got to we got to give a nod to the Giants. And I'm only giving a nod to the Giants because it gives it will give us a segue to talk about somebody that's near and dear to your heart. Logic, Geno Smith, <laughs> because he's been doing he's been Geno been doing some things in, in the Seahawks world. But uh, before I we wish we that, had him now, what? I wish we had him now. Oh. Yep. Are you? I wish we had him now. Right you got now. you got to explain it. I got to stop. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Why? I just I because I see the kid doing everything that everybody thought that he could do when we drafted him, and it seems like the Seahawks are in a position. The Seahawks are in a position where they're just like, go, like just play, play free, go, and then you got the coach. You know, there was a whole lot of, I guess we could call it hullabaloo or whatever the fuck you want to call it, about Russell Wilson leaving and how that was going to affect the team. And, you know, the coach was like, we got this, we'll be all right. And from everything that we could see this year, not only did he do the smartest thing in the world, he did it at the smartest time in the world. And Gino was killing it right now. He's, he's playing great, especially for the price that you're paying. You're not paying him. Right. And Russell you know Wilson money. You're paying him Gino Smith money, and he's balling on that. So that opens up the doors for a whole lot of other things organizationally that you could do to put together a better team. And the better the team around him gets, the better I think he'll be. So. Without, without the exception of Deshaun Watson, because that shit was crazy. Him getting that max 200-some million, that's crazy money. Well, that's, that's just bad business. But I see it, I see it I as a theme around the league where, where you're going to give the white guy that comes in, like we said, Josh Allen was absolute garbage, but they waited. Yeah. They wait. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They like wait. When they're garbage, yeah. they wait. Look how look how many yeah. chances Carson Wentz, you know, saying is getting. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. Matty Ice was still in the rounds. Mm-hmm. Like they'll wait for these white quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But Gino and Tebow, they gave him every opportunity. Tim wow, Tebow yeah, gave him every you. opportunity. Look <laughs> at um, what's the dude? What's the dude for um? He plays for New Orleans, and he's a quarterback, but he's a tight end, but he's special to like. Oh yeah, know, yeah, that kid. Yeah, us, yeah, he's still. You know We'll find somewhere for you to be if you're white. We'll find somewhere for you to be, especially if you're white and you're actually like a really good athlete, which he is. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. He's a very good athlete. And so that allows him to kind of play around and do different things. But like you're saying, you know, Geno Smith of the world don't get that time, and they don't get that. They don't get it. Who was was the kid that was eating a hot dog on the sidelines for the New York Jets? Because they waited for him, too. Who was that kid that was eating the hot dog, the quarterback? I don't remember. Mark Sanchez, was that his name? Mark Sanchez? Sure, I mean. sure, sure. <laughs> I, and Mark, I mean, you know, this is a whole nother side. This is just Jets things that I'm into. Yeah. yeah. But Mark, Mark was a lot better than people gave him credit for. He wasn't perfect. He wasn't perfect by any means. But I think when you get a quarterback who can do certain things, at least functionally, and then you have a front office that can put things around the guy that he can't, you know what I'm saying, like, Mark Sanchez had a deep ball. He just wasn't accurate. And so what we ended up doing is getting the Braylon Edwards and, you know, big, tall receivers that he couldn't overthrow. And we went to -to back-to-back AFC East Championship games with it. So to me, again, just to walk it on home, whenever we're talking about quarterbacks and stuff, I always kind of look a little deeper Mm. to see the connection between the quarterback and what they're telling or asking this quarterback to do. Because every quarterback can't do everything. you got to be honest with yourself. Look at your quarterback, say, what can he do? And then scheme up some shit around that. And if you're good, you can scheme up some shit around that. And if you're not, then you end up blaming the kid like it's his fault. I'm I'm pretty sure Hurts, for Hurts in Philadelphia, this is his his second year starting, his first full year starting. He he didn't start the full year last year, did he? 
Or is this no, his second year? I, yeah, but, you know, if he doesn't show promise, he's going to get yanked. Jameis Winston, um, you know, all of, all around the league. I feel like they they were they were really patient with Cam, like Cam coming along. But that's because he showed so much skill right away. You know, there was so much. It was unguardable. You know, the the threat of Cam yeah. Newton. Um, who, who's the who's the yeah. old boy in Baltimore? Same way. You know, he, he showed so yeah. much skill right away. They don't know what to do with that. But if if you it's can't difficult. throw it, it's difficult yeah. to. To, to deal with that type of talent, but you do know that at that position, if you can have somebody that talented, you do want to wait a little while. You do want to let it play out. And, you know, like Avalon let it play out. I wish it had played out a little differently. I'm sure he does too. But, like, they let it play out. Like, he had his opportunities. He, he had did. His chance. He did. He did. You know, uh, but, you know, I want to go back to Geno real quick because that's not a Geno okay. Smith. Like, the decision maker that he's become now is, is totally different. But if you just give him time. But look at the situation. But look at the situation well, okay. and, right. and, and understand that when you're talking about the timing, the one thing that we don't ever really do when we're talking about quarterbacks, which is one of the reasons why I fucking hate talking about quarterbacks, is because everybody judges the quarterback on his ability to do really well, really fast. And everybody doesn't do that. Everybody matures differently. At, you know what I mean? Like the timing of the game, patience, you know, understanding, you know, how NFL defenses work as opposed to college defenses, it takes some guys a little bit longer than other guys. Gino never really got a fair shake in New York. He never really got a fair shake on either New York teams that he played for. He's getting a full shake in True. Seattle, and he's playing confident and consistently because he's getting the full shake. He knows, I'm, you know, they're not just going to pull me because I throw an interception today, which is how he felt for the Jets and the Giants. You know what I'm saying? If you make one mistake, you're gone. And then if you're gone, you might not ever come back. He's playing like a guy who knows I got a spot right now. And then, you know, going forward, I'm not sure exactly, you know, if Seattle is in the mindset of, you know, going forward, you know, multiple seasons with this guy at the front. Like, this might just be a stopgap for them. I'm not sure exactly, you know, how they're going to work it out. Mm -hmm. But this kid is playing himself into starting for somebody, whether it be Seattle or somebody else. The league is on notice. Like, the entire league is like, shit, Gino's nice. It's like, yeah, we thought he was. We just couldn't give him no time to show it. Well, I, well, you know, that. with that being said, the Giants, in my opinion, had a trap game this past week uh, against the Jaguars because the Jaguars played some inspired ba- uh, football. Excuse they're me. Much be- I said it last week. They're much better than you think they are. And what <laughs> happens is Jacksonville is one of those teams that's not on everybody. ESPN, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a specific team for a specific fan base. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're just going to see highlights of Jacksonville Jaguar games all the fucking time. But if you kept an eye on them, they're a lot better than you think they are. This Trevor kid might actually turn out to be who they say he was. Like, he, that's another kind of Geno Smith situation. It's coming along. You can see it coming along. You saw bits and pieces, better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're seeing it. And if you're yeah. a Jacksonville coach or a Jacksonville fan, you like lead the kid in. Let him take his bumps and bruises. Let him make his mistakes. But side note, I did not know in that stadium that they in the corners they have like full on like hot tubs or something pools. There was a guy. There was a guy in his swim trunks just in the water, in the side yeah. up top in the stadium. Shout out to the homies, Duval. It's, it's different <laughs> over there. It's Florida, baby. Florida. Florida. Is they do things right. different over there. Right. They do so, things different over there. Sure. So they so they got you know going into that fourth quarter I don't know it was it, it was thirteen to I think seventeen going into the fourth quarter Giants looked like they didn't have anything thirteen to seventeen it looked like Jacksonville was going to run away uh, but the Giants scored ten points in the, in the fourth quarter to win twenty three seventeen because he would give us more insight on it but mm-hmm. again it goes back to what we were talking about last week they found the way to win they 
they, 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 they never stopped. Yeah, they, they, they never They stopped. just never stopped. And it looked mm-hmm. like it was over. And you thought it was over. But they didn't think it was over because it wasn't over. So <laughs> that's what you got to do. You got to mm. play it all the way to the end. And that's, okay. that's what they so, seem to be able to do. So then how do you see this, the Seahawks? Uh, this week they, they face the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Who comes out winning? I think it's going to be another good test. I think, I think, you know, when you're looking at your season and you're watching your team and you're going week by week, you can see games as tests. And games as, you know, these matchups might expose some of your weaknesses or they might play into some of your strengths. And this is a game that could really go either way. The Seahawks aren't bad. They're a good football team. They're a good football team. There's some areas that they need to grow. The run game is not quite where you would like it to be, which usually means the offensive line isn't where you would like it to be. You know, they're dealing with the receivers that they have, but, you know, trying to get Geno, you know, comfortable with DK, has, you know, been something that they've been working on, obviously. So this could be a very good game. It could be very compelling. And what you're going to see is, you know, there's a lot of hate for the Giants right now because of their record. And, you know, if you turn on the TV, people are saying that this record doesn't necessarily match the team you see. But at some point, you got to go with what you see and what the numbers suggest. And the numbers suggest that the Giants and find different ways to win. It, mm. it, it doesn't seem like it's, it doesn't seem like it's an amazing defensively. If you were playing the Giants, it doesn't seem like it's a trick bag that they have. Their quarterback ain't the greatest, and their running back might be the greatest. And I don't know none of their receivers, but whatever, they find a way to win anyway. <laughs> All right, All right. And, and and I do believe that's true. Like we're going to find out something about the Giants in this game because the Seahawks, you know, for all intents and purposes, they they're far from trash. You know what I'm saying? And besides besides being, and you can fight me on this, but I believe the Seahawks are a well-coached team. You know, despite what everybody I, I thinks about Pete Carroll, I think, I think the Seahawks are a well-coached team. He makes good decisions, all in all. I think and, Pete Carroll has proven himself to be Pete Carroll, and if you have a problem with that, then you get to have it, but it, Pete Carroll doesn't seem to care what people are saying about Pete Carroll, which I appreciate. It's nothing else. Pete Carroll out here doing Pete Carroll shit every day. So, like putting Gino underneath the center, and then people's like, "Why would you do that?" And then he just laughs when they start winning games. I bet you I know what I'm doing. Okay, all right. So from somebody that knows what they're doing to people that have no clue, and I blame this solely on one shoulder that doesn't care because he's retired and he's probably living the best life. But Andrew Luck in 2018 shocked the world, and he retired uh, as a cult and left them in the abyss of all abyss. And since then they've had like 15 different quarterbacks, uh, notable ones, Wentz, Matt Ryan. Uh, they tried one other. I, I just can't think of his name right now, but they're not working. And this week there's a complete quarterback change. Matty ice will, will no longer take the field for the Indianapolis Colts. And, and they have a, a winnable game because I say winnable because the commanders, despite, winning it last week in, uh, when Green Bay came to town. Um, I mean, they're, they're not altogether great either with Carson Wentz at the helm. Well, uh, no, Carson Wentz is out. So it's Ty- Tyler Heineken. not even there. They got yeah, – it's Heineken. Heineken is there now. <laughs> Heineken is there now. Heineken is in there. And, I mean, I saw bits and pieces of that game. He played about as well as can be expected. The kid is – you know, consistency is always going to be an issue. But, I mean, the kid competes. And the team seems to compete with him in a way that they was not competing with Carson Wentz on this subject. Okay. All right. So, so in this uh, Colt conversation, um, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I saw the Matt, I mean, the Matt Ryan games, I mean, it's not fair, 
Uh, Matt, of course, comes from that great lineage of Atlanta Falcon <laughs> uh, craziness. But he was Thank never you. the same after being Thank up you. 25 in the Super Bowl. He was never no. the same. After no, that. he never was. He that never was his championship. And he, <laughs> and he dropped it. Like, he, he dropped it. He, he did the Mike Evans in the championship <laughs> game. And he never got right. I don't think he ever got right. I don't, nah, never I don't think right. that ever really sat well with him as a competitor because that was yours. That but like you but he's it. the he's the first quarterback I'm going to give some grace to in this conversation because we, we haven't had a lot of grace with the quarterbacks. But you know, just seeing the way that offensive line is is functioning, I mean, it's laughable to the it's past the Joe Burrow of it all. It's they give him no time, and he's yeah. not a quarterback that can deal with that. He's not a quarterback that's going to make those snap decisions and get the ball out quick. He likes to look for the big play. He's used to Julio being being young Julio, you know. And there's just a lot yeah, of things about that offense that ain't set up for him to succeed. They got nobody. So, yeah, you I, just, right. I just want to put right. that out there. I agree there. with you 100%. I, I, it's not a game I'm going to watch the commanders at the Colts. I, no, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> not but, at all. But I just wanted to say that there's a quarterback it. controversy. I don't even know that quarterback's name that's taken over for, uh, for, for Matt Ryan. I just know the, the – um, I don't know. The coach came out and left no doubt. They they could have just blamed it on Ryan having a shoulder injury and like we're gonna write, we're gonna uh bring this young man in. But they put full faith in him. He's the quarterback for the rest of the season. Matt Ryan is officially out, and we are out of time for the NFL conversation. When we get back, we're gonna begin with the National Basketball Association. How about that? NBA action is fantastic. Yes, let's talk about it. <laughs> well, who's not fantastic, and we'll talk about them first, but the Los Angeles Lakers are a big Ooh, goose egg. That's what everybody always want to talk about it. <laughs> we got to talk about it. When we get back, we stay to. tuned. It's Logic Over Everything. All right. We're back. It's Logic Over Everything. For the break, I told y'all we're going to this NBA thing. And, uh, you know, I want to begin with with my favorite team, you know, because they got my favorite player. No. Uh, LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers are 0-3. They've taken some – I mean, this Blazer loss, this last – I don't know if you saw this game, Logic, but this one was – I saw bits and pieces of it. It got goofy, man. I I, I saw bits and pieces of it, and part of me had to turn it off. I didn't really want (laughs) to. it go down like that like I, I you know I, you know I'm not the guy that really be staring at car crashes so, <laughs> you know this Lakers experience that everybody else is like eating popcorn and just watching them derail themselves like I'm not really into that late night you know one o'clock and, in the morning and, and, and let me give more 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 credit to Dame Dollar because he deserved like he went and took that he had 40 plus points oh he didn't do yeah he's, he's, he's that he is, guy who no he's always been he, he is who he's yeah. always been like that can't surprise you but but this time I have if we're gonna hate on if we're gonna keep hating on Westbrook and I, when I say we I mean the media if the media is gonna keep going on Westbrook and his decision making what the hell was LeBron thinking now he is shooting the ball from the state of Texas in this game and it's a tight game they're down two at this point and they get an offensive rebound they throw it to LeBron who's just in front of the half court sign. And he hoists up a three-pointer mm-hmm. that doesn't even get back to the rim. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it was just like, I don't give a fuck. And whoop. And nothing. And we're not going to talk about that? You're, you're the best player in the world. You can't do that. 
Your decision making is off. It's not to switch metaphors or, you know, retread the horse that we already beat, but it's 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 Tom Brady shit. It's Aaron Rodgers shit. It's you know, maybe the time has passed where you could just do magical great shit at any moment. Like maybe that time is over. He's still really, really good. I think he's averaging what, twenty six, twenty seven, something like that. Nine, ten rebounds. He probably had six assists in it. You know what I mean? Like he's still as well rounded a basketball player as you could ask for. But now it just seems like sometimes this magicalness that he usually has, it just ain't there. Mm. But the necessity is there. Like they need you to be magical. <laughs> they need right him now. so and bad. It's difficult it, because there's so much. You know, I am the public Russell Westbrook defender. I'm the defender. This dude looks really bad right now. Like it, it's really hard for me to defend him. I can, but I mean, it's really, really hard because he looks really, really bad. Like really fucking bad. Like, I be hurt sometimes that he looks so bad because I want to defend the kid because I like to do it. But it's like, my nigga, you, oof, oof, it ain't looking good. It ain't, it's just not. You got a backcourt full of niggas that can't shoot. And that continues to be the problem. I thought they would get that together. We will. Uh, I tell you what's not kid, who's not a kid, uh, your boys in Philadelphia. They're not kids. Oof. But some Ugh. somehow it's as ugly as you know. It's like the East Coast Lakers, basically. I I, I don't know. I don't know what magic you need to get to get them over the hump. But Harden is still Harden. Like he's ball dominant. In order to make things happen, he needs the ball. Um, the other night, uh, I think I think I saw him. I thought the stat line he he went for forty. Embiid went for forty uh-huh. the other night, and they still lost. Uh-huh. They still lost. It's just. It's the balance of the team is just not there. It's just not the balance. They're still a good team, and they're still going to represent the East well, and they're going to win some games. But the balance, especially coming down the stretches in winnable games at home, it's just like they lose the balance. Like, who's going to shoot it? Like, who's going to get the shot? Like, who needs to get the shot right now? They still don't have that balance figured out. Whose team is this? Everybody knows it's supposed to be an B team. But is it, though? Because there's certain things that we need from other people uh-huh. that kind of requires them to have a ball a little bit more than they do. So it's just, you know, it's, it's just like a weird, complicated mix-up on the basketball court, I think. Mm. And, and, and you can't fault anybody for that? Like, can't give that to... I mean, it is what it is. You play with the guys you got. But it, I don't think it was put together the best possible way. I don't, you know, when you look at Boston, you see how it's put together. You see what the decisions that they made and the things that they worked through and, you know, just different things to, to make it seem like a functional basketball team. They had to change the way they played, the way they scored, do different things to, you know, make it more functional. Philly's going to have to do some shit to make it more functional because they have star players. They have players that can play basketball at a very high level, but if they can't play basketball at a very high level together as a team, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. True. True, and they—I think they their next game is in. Uh, they play the Rafters. They play the Rafters. Who, who I think, Who's I think stepping up. Who I yeah, love. I was gonna say don't before before love. people would do the Rafters and put their hands up and you know shoot me off. But if you if if you've seen this kid Siakam play, uh, it's about fucking time. That's the Siakam we thought we was gonna have two years ago. Where this nigga been at? That's the Siakam. <laughs> Go get thirty and fifteen on these niggas, man. You yeah. Yeah. Oh, you nice as shit. You, we it, thought you was going to be the Kawhi over there. Like, let's go. It's time. It's time. Yeah, so that, so that might be a, a game to watch, you know. And um, I know tomorrow the Nets play the Bucks as well. Um, the Bucks are 2-0 doing what the Bucks do. 
uh, we'll see that play out. And I and I I'm know just so tired of talking about the Nets. I'm just so tired, and I'm glad that they seem to be tired of talking about it too. So it's just like they're gonna come out and play and go home, and I appreciate that because <laughs> I'm tired of talking about them niggas. Like it's like okay, I don't care. I mean, I come care. on, man, Brooklyn. Come on, man. But nah, but I'm a Knicks fan, baby. So let's talk about my niggas. Like, don't talk about them niggas on the other side. I fuck with them and they cool, but like, I don't want to talk about them. <laughs> and a lot of what we were talking about coming into the season about the New Jersey Nets, excuse me, the Brooklyn Nets, had absolutely nothing to do with basketball. So at least now, conversations about the Nets can revolve around basketball activity and not emotional content. Because I'm getting tired of, you know, it seems like, especially with the off seasons that we've had recently and COVID, and, you know, it, there's this new zeal that people have to discuss basketball teams and like operatics. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's feelings and emotions and Russell Westbrook and his feelings and emotions. And, you know, and I'm tired of talking about all that all the time. Like, let's just talk about It'll the game good. that we see. It'll be good to get into more it. basketball discussions. And, and to the fans that would say this is a lighthearted discussion about the NBA, look, you got to give some grace here. I'm not – we are not a, a big news media outlet that cares about talking about conjecture this early in the season. So it's lighthearted it's because – Yeah, it's difficult. What, what do you say about – you know, it's only been three games, maybe four. Some teams have played four games. But, you know, at this right. point... I mean, there's a lot we could say, though. But there's a okay. lot we could say. We could talk okay. about Ja Morant killing it right now. We could talk about he that. Is. Like, there's, there's a is. lot of things we could discuss. It's just as we're having this discussion, we're also dead center in the middle of a very compelling NFL season, too. So it's like the switch. You just kind of kind of got to be on both sides with it. Mm-hmm. The conversation will grow and get more defined as time right. goes on. As the, as the teams the show themselves. I, I still don't know what type of team. Like I said, I'm enjoying watching the Knicks play right now. Three games in, I'm satisfied with watching them. They only lost one game. They've won two. But I'm I'm satisfied in the way they lost that game. You know, they, they played till the end. Yeah. They played hard. It's just a tough loss, you know? Yeah. And, so, I and think, so I think that this is the best part of the NBA season as a fan for any individual team is so early that nothing's set in stone quite yet. If you are Boston fan, you're feeling real good about what you're saying right now. If you are Bucks fan, you're feeling real good about what you're saying. If you're a Charlotte Hornets fan, you probably feel pretty good about what you're saying. You know, there's some other things you could do, some places you could go with it. But right now at the beginning of the season is the most optimism that you're going to get for just about any team. Not for nothing. I don't think the Wizards have lost. You know what I'm saying? Not for nothing. <laughs> They're killing. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody is like, like, there's a lot in this league that's going to be exciting to watch going forward. But some of it we're going to have to let play out before we can Gotta get really, it really into out. it. Mm-hmm. Got to let it play. So, look, with that said, you know, with the exception of Bills, who I know wish he was here, this is Joey G. Shout out to the world. You heard from my man Logic. This has been Logic over everything. It's over. And it's been everything. Thank you for joining us, folks. Thanks, listeners. Appreciate you guys, you ladies. Keep supporting. We're going to keep working. Thank you very much. We really appreciate you. We out.